Running all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look, all my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Ball Don't Lie podcast. This is your boy Dexter, your host, the one and only. Welcome back to another show. Hey, I'm glad to be here. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. There's a lot of stuff that I'm going to cover about the NBA. Besides training camp, besides media day, there's some there's some news going around the NBA. Today's December 6th, so over the course of the last couple of days, as far as the last episode to now, a lot of stuff just surfaced. And these are some not concerning things but obviously it makes you wonder how the season is going to play out and i'll break it down to you as we continue on in this episode so if you are new to this channel go ahead and hit the subscribe button smash that like button and then there's a little bell that has a little notification you click that anytime you you get uh anytime i post a new video you get a notification and an alert if you're on the audio route, I'm on all streaming platforms. So I appreciate the support. If you could give me a review on there, that'd be great. And if you want to drop any comments in the bottom of the video, be my guest. I do respond back to every single comment. So that would be a good thing. So uh, let's go ahead and get into this breaking news situation. I don't know if y'all heard, but DeMar DeRozan, who plays, who's currently with the San Antonio Spurs, is from L.A., He's a Compton kid, went to USC before he actually got drafted to the NBA through the Raptors. He's a he's an LA kid, local kid. So there were some news in the last couple of days that just surfaced, even though this incident happened on November 19th of last month. An intruder broke into DeMar DeRozan's house in LA made his way the intruder made his way upstairs to the play area where his kids are at or where his kids usually play at but he the intruder ran into one of his kids he heard a commotion ran upstairs like any father would do right and got face to face with the intruder obviously we don't know the details about it because what's being reported is that he was face to face with the intruder and Chase the guy out of his house. I guess the intruder took off, started running. He chased them all the way out outside the community, the gated community, chased him out of there. And obviously, you know, uh, I don't know if cops are involved at that moment. But here's a crazy thing. I'm going to read this from this article from TMZ about this intruder. When the alleged, not alleged, but he is the, he is the intruder, but when the intruder Attempted to get back into the gated community. Security tried to stop him and call the police. Actually, no, my bad. Security did stop him, then called the police. So he, so imagine this. DeMar DeRozan chased him out, right? The guy tries to come back and get stopped by the security guards. And then police got involved. And according to TMZ, what they reported... The suspect told the cops that DeMar DeRozan's house was not his intended target to burglarize. 
He was trying to get to Kylie, Kylie Jenner's home, but made a mistake. Who happens to be neighbors with DeMar DeRozan. And it's not shocking. A lot of NBA players live in places with high-end names in Hollywood or celebrities. So that's crazy. Luckily, nothing happened to DeMar's kid, thank God. You know, that could have that could have went south quick. You know, you don't ever want to hear about somebody's kid, especially in their own home, when somebody intrudes or breaks into the house, harms the kid. That'll be terrible. That'll be terrible news. So I'm happy that everything is okay with his kids, because I have kids of my own. So I can only imagine what situation he was in at the moment. But any father would have done the same thing, right? So as of the intruder, they arrested him, obviously, hit him with a charge of one count of felony burglary, burglary. And then they also put a restraining order on him where he cannot come anywhere close to DeMar's house or that community, period. That is that is insane. And, it's, you know, athletes, this happens all the time. Athletes, from time to time, you hear news about some time, somebody's trying to break into their homes because even though you live in luxury homes and gated communities, people do will find out where you live. It's not easy. I mean, it's, it's not hard. But the question is, would you take that risk? So, luckily, nothing happened with DeMar, thank God. And let me just go ahead and add this to the news as well. This is not breaking news, but this is something to, I guess, monetize. You have to just stay on top of this because this is weird, right? This is weird for any... Any fan, especially if you're a Kyrie Irving fan, right? So Kyrie Irving came out either on social media of some sort, posted a statement, and said he's going to have a media blackout throughout the whole entire season. He's not speaking to nobody. Nobody. No media. Nothing. So what happens when you go to the playoffs? You can have a media blackout as well. If you go to the finals, you can have a media blackout. I guarantee you the NBA won't allow that. So even though he said that, that had to be a shocker to the Nets organization because their PR and the media department probably was not aware of this statement. And Kyrie, like I said, he, he moves as his own man. Even though the team pays him, he doesn't operate like he needs to answer to them. They got to answer to him. I don't know why he moves like that. I don't know who gave him that kind of confidence. But that's insane. Like, there are certain bylaws in the NBA that you have to abide by and have to adhere to. Like, you have to do this. If you're getting paid by your team, who's represented by the NBA, there are certain things you got to do. Players are obligated to speak to the media after ball games, even pre-games, pre, pre, uh, pre when they're warming up in the shootout in the mornings. They have to talk to media. So I don't know where this Kyrie's getting this notion that he's going to have a media blackout. I get if he was referring to social media of some sort of that, then that makes sense. LeBron does that every playoff. He goes into zero dark 30. But Kyrie, you try and cut the media on completely. So I'm going to go ahead and read the note he posted on social media. Let me turn, down, let me turn this down quick. COVID-19 was impacted us in all many ways. So I pray for the safety and the health of our communities domestically and abroad. 
I'm truly excited for the season to start, and I'm also praying that everyone remains safe and healthy throughout the journey. Instead of speaking to the media today, I am issuing a statement to ensure that my message is conveyed properly. I am, I'm, I am committed to show up to work every day, ready to have fun, compete, perform, and win championships alongside with my teammates and colleagues in the Nets organization. My goal this season is to let my work on and off the court speak for itself. Life hits you differently. Life hits you differently this year, and it requires us. It requires me to move on or to move differently. So this is the beginning of that change. To me, I, I, I can't understand this. So somebody in the comments below, somebody hit me up. Let me know what does this actually mean? I mean, obviously, I understand the context of what he's saying. And he's trying to say there's other things to worry about with COVID situations and obviously um, police brutality and injustice. This is what he's referring to. There's other things that's going on in, in, in the world that's more important. So for me to speak about games itself is not important. But you're getting paid for this. I don't care what you do in the offseason. You're not getting paid for that. So you're not obligated to speak. But during the NBA season, NBA has bylaws and policies you got to speak. Same thing with the NFL. Same thing with other sports. Remember what happened with Marshawn Lynch? When they kept asking him a question. I'm just, I'm just here so I won't get fined. That slogan just went on after that point, right? That phrase right there caught on fire. And to this day, I still remember, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Same thing with Russ. When they ask Russell Westbrook questions when he's in OKC, no comment. No comment. Oh, question? No comment. Question? No comment. So if he least shows up and acts that way, then I guess you can kind of get by it, but completely miss it now. So the NBA will find him if he does that, for sure. So that's it for the breaking news as far as what's going on in the NBA from that point on, you know, December 1st to now, wherever that may be, from the last episode to now. Today's December 6th. And just recently, a couple of days ago, the NBA just issued out a 158-page memo to every single team in the NBA about COVID and the safety protocols they have to adhere by. And this is obtained by ESPN, not me, but obtained by ESPN. I kind of went through some of the stuff that was really important. I didn't go through the whole entire 158 pages. But I kind of broke stuff down from what other people saw and what they read and what they reported. So the NBA issued out bans for every single player or staff. They cannot be at bars, clubs, strip clubs, any type of entertainment venue. NBA players and staff are not allowed to be there. And if they decide to break any of those or breach any of those protocols that are handed out in this memo, NBA has warned that possible fines, suspensions, adjustments, or loss of draft future draft picks and game forfeitures if they violate the coronavirus protocols leading to the virus spread. So obviously, the NBA, I don't know if y'all heard, but the NBA last month between December or November 24th to November 30th, they had tested almost 500 plus NBA players. And so far, they had about a little less than 50 players that came positive with COVID. And obviously, those numbers 
are not accurate. There's going to be more because players were not getting tested in the last nine months as far as teams like the Hawks that did not make the bubble and players that have left the bubble in the last few months obviously went back to their respective markets or they went on vacation or they were on different continents and they're not tested as well. So the numbers that are about to come out in the next few weeks because the NBA is trying to obviously not stir up the fear that it is spreading within its own ring. But obviously, they're trying to protect their players and staff and whoever else. So I think the numbers are not accurate. It could be higher than that. I, I think it's somewhere around 100 players, roughly around there, based off of what I heard, that have been tested positive for COVID. So I'm going to go ahead and break down a couple of few, a few facts about, or a few things about the memo that's been released. The document states that there's two things about how they're going to policy players. Either you plan at home, which is your, your stadium where you live, and then when you have to travel to be a, the away team. So the document states that while home players, home players and staff will be prohibited from visiting bars, nightclubs, and other entertainment venues, as well as public gyms, spas, pools, they're also forbidden from attending any social social gatherings of 15 people or more. So if you're imagine if you're the Lakers, for example, right? You can't do anything in your city. You can't go out to clubs, strip clubs, whatever it is, bars, restaurants, uh, pools, spas, gyms, etc. If you just want to hang out with a group of people, 15 people or more won't, won't, won't be allowed. If NBA finds out, then these fines, like I mentioned, or suspensions. Uh, will come down from Adam Silver. And he made it clear. He made it abundantly clear that he ain't here to mess around. He's going to put the hammer down. If you see what's going on in the NFL, they issued out the same thing in, in August. Or sorry, so sometime early last summer, June or July, as far as the protocols and what they need to do. And they said everybody on the sideline during the games, if you're a, a coaching staff or assistant, if you're not, if you're a non-player, you have, you have to wear a mask. How many times do we see coaches with no mask or put the mask down? For example, uh, Gruden, right? Mark Gruden, or yeah, I think it's, yeah, Gruden from the Raiders, the head coach. How many times he took his mask off and they kept finding the team? Same thing. Saints, I believe Saints had a, a locker room um, party after a win and no one was masked up. And then they got hit with, I think, a $500,000 fine, if, I, if, if I'm correct. But let's go back to this whole thing about COVID in the NBA. So that was home players, right? So for away players, players and staff will be allowed to leave their hotels for meals. So if you're, let's say you are the Houston Rockets and you play the Lakers, you can go to a local restaurant if it's approved by the NBA. So the NBA is going to allow, or they're going to they're, they're approve three restaurants per, um, per city or per market. And those players and team staff can go to any of those three restaurants that are approved by the NBA and then they can go out and eat. And they can also, this is for way players, they can also uh, eat outdoor dining um, and they can make arrangements for restaurants to be 
a private setting, basically. But these have to be approved, like I said, by the NBA. So they're going to allow three authorized eateries per market. And when it comes down to... And this is going to be tough because this is all new to all players. So they, they, they're going to try to follow this. But some of them are going to be idiots. And they're going to try to ignore it. Like we've seen in the bubble. Players left to go get their food from Uber Eats. Have to do a mandatory 10-day quarantine. Right? We had... Uh, we had uh, Lou Will that went to Atlanta, had excused, um, uh, you know, excused uh, to go to Atlanta for some type of family-related issue, and then next you know he's at a strip club eating, eating hot wings. So there's gonna be players that are gonna break the rules, you know. No one's gonna really adhere to these rules, but if they do disrespect the teams in the NBA, they're gonna slam them with all these fines. League, league officials conducted, or sorry, league officials will conduct. A unannounced in-person inspection at every team facility, every single team, to ensure that teams are adhering to safety measures, meaning that they're going to have somebody come in and basically unannounced just show when they want, and they're going to check out how people are doing, if they do everything correctly. And the facilities have to be clean, and people have to wear their masks and stuff like that as far as players and staff. If they're not playing basketball, if they're not practicing, coaches will have to wear masks at all times. But players, once they leave the court, they have to wear their masks. So somebody's going to come in, a league official, is going to come down and check it out and see how that goes. The NBA will also provide two testings a week for household members of the players or the staff. So, for example, LeBron James, his family, his wife Savannah and his kids, Bronny and them, will get tested twice a week so they can protect the player. Because imagine, if the players do everything they can, but then the house, obviously, these your family can't really go to the games, right? Because they're not on they're not no fans at all, including family members as of right now, when the season starts. But you still have to go home to your loved ones. So the NBA is going to provide testing for your family members or your household for, I think, two yeah two tests a week. Then as time goes on, as we get closer and closer to this vaccine, then things will change dramatically. Once vaccines available for players to take, NBA will have specialists working with the league and the players union to discuss whether athletes, coaches, and staff will require to receive it. If parties decide against the requirement, there may be additional safety restrictions placed on those who choose not to be vaccinated. So basically, they're saying that once the vaccine comes out, and I know a lot of people are like right in the middle. Some people are very confident they're going to get the vaccine because they're just tired of wearing a mask and sanitizing their hands and doing a six feet distancing. And you can't really hang out with people. You can't go to certain places. You know, you got to stay home orders. So they're tired of it. So they're exhausted for this. So some of the players, yeah, they're probably going to be skeptic about taking the vaccine. I'm skeptical about taking the vaccine. I want to see how it goes first. The first batches and see how that works. If there's any ripple effect and people getting some type of symptoms or what it may be, or does it really work? We don't know. 
other than what the government is telling us, we as the people, we don't know. So the NBA players are going to be stuck in that dilemma. In the players' union, they're going to do everything in their power to protect them. And it's going to be their choice. I'm assuming it's going to be their choice if they can take it or not. And if you don't take the vaccine, if you don't take the vaccine, then they're going to add more stipulations to safety precautions on that player that decides not to get vaccinated. So whatever you got to go through now, sorry, hit the mic on accident. Whatever you got to go through now, for the next two, three months, before vaccinations might come out in March, then they're going to add more on top of that. So imagine, if, you, if, you're a, if you're at home, right, you can't go to bars, you can't go to this, you can't go to that. And if you're away, you can only go to selected restaurants as approved by the NBA. They're going to add more to that plate if you decide not to take the vaccine. So I can't wait to see what LeBron James, all the big names, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, James Harden, Kevin, uh, Kevin Durant, you know, uh, Giannis, etc. I can go on, on and on, Luca, whoever, if they're going to take it or not. But I hope, I hope it works out because if you do get COVID, if you tested positive with the condensed schedule of the NBA as it is, then you're going to miss games. And trust me, no one's going to pre- – the predictions about who's going to make it to what seed in, in the playoff, I, you can probably guess like three or four from each conference. After that, it's going to be like a toss-up because if somebody misses a game because of COVID, you're missing 10, 12 days, and there's like four games in each week. So you're going to miss a minimum of six to eight games? That's going to hurt you if you're very neck-to-neck. And the West is very competitive. It's not like a fourth seed and a fifth seed is, is, is separated by ten games or so. They're separated by one or two games. So if your main star misses, that's going to hurt everybody else. So going back with the whole COVID situation, to me, this, this is intriguing because this, this, this 158 docket that came out Came out a couple of days ago, and we already have someone that already broke the rules. James Harden. James Harden broke the rules. The guy, training camp already started December 1st. And and and, and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to report by a certain day, but first day of practice, though, yes. And most of the league's first practice is over the weekend, from what I recall. I know Houston had their practice as of Saturday or Sunday. And supposedly, James Harden is supposed to report to Houston on Sunday. But he was in he was in Atlanta. You know, he was he was having a celebration with little baby's birthday. Because it was his birthday. And decided, you know what? I ain't coming back to Houston. I'm gonna enjoy this three or four day festivities. We're gonna hang out. And yes, he was in a strip club. And there's video to support it. And I got a video right here as you can see it. If you're on YouTube, you can be able to see this. Up in the strip club, having a good time. John Wall, first practice, he didn't see James Harden. And Silas, the head coach, Coach Silas with the Rockets, when asked about James Harden, hey, you know, like, James Harden, we're having a good time in Atlanta. What's going on? I don't know. You should go ask him. Like, deflected the whole entire question. Like, I ain't dealing with this. And obviously James Harden, he, if this was any other year, he would not he would not be at a strip club when training camp starts. 
we know his story. He does not want to be there. He does not want to be in Houston. So he's going to do anything to antagonize the organization, you know, be a rebel, be against the grain, and have him shipped to the Nets where he wants to be at. Even though he did say he preferred John Wall. So, I don't know, take as it is, but we'll see what happens with that. I know when he comes back, they're going to have a sit-down for sure. And there's so much news. It's amazing. That's why I love the NBA. There's so much content to go over with. It's amazing. So as a, if you guys may heard or not, the NBA will not test marijuana this year. The NBA is not testing for weed. Players are going to be smoking, especially in condensed schedules. A lot of back-to-backs. Oh, yeah, we puffing in the hotel or in the parking lot, whatever it may be. So NBA is going to be crazy because some players, I don't know, maybe they play good with marijuana. I've never seen a player smoke weed as far as an NBA player. I've never seen an NBA player smoke marijuana my whole entire life. I did see former players that came out and smoked weed on YouTube and social media and stuff like that. But it's crazy. So I'm not going to name any, I'm not going to name names or any names. But there's at least like five players, maybe five or six players that come to mind. I'm kind of curious about, do they really smoke? Is it really? It could be them, yeah. But if you watch NBA basketball, you know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say names, but there's, there's like five or six guys that come to mind. If you watch basketball a lot, you probably will be like, yeah, he probably does smoke. You know, so we'll see what happens. Shout out to those players who heard the, the new development. It's going to be interesting to see that ride and see where it goes from there. It's going to be crazy. And let's go ahead and talk about this um, this uh, NBA national TV games for this year. And obviously every every year is the same, so I'm not shocked. But they did release it, and I'll, put, I'll post it right here on the video for y'all can see. So... The Lakers are going to have the most national TV games. Makes sense. They have the defending champs. They're the hottest name in the league. They have the best player in the league. You got the you got Anthony Davis of the world on that team. And it's just a Laker brand. Anytime they're relevant, they have the best audience, basically. People are drawn to the Lakers if you either hate them or you don't like if you If you love them or you hate them, you're still drawn by them. Lakers 16 games, uh, Celtics 14 games, Mavericks 14 games, Pelicans 14 games, Warriors 14 games, Nets 13, Bucks 12, Clippers 11, Heat 10, Sixers 9, this is a shocker, Phoenix Suns 9, Rockets 7, Nuggets 6, I don't know how they get less games than Phoenix, but it's okay, so Nuggets 6, Blazers 5, Jazz 4, Raptors 4, and the Grizzlies 3. And there might be some other teams out there that are not getting no games at all. As you can see at the bottom of that list, there's teams on there that don't have any games on national television, which is shocking. The only, the only team that comes to mind to me that should at least have a game or two was the Wizards. I would love to see it on national television, Russ versus you know, Russ and Bradley Bill uh, versus whoever. It don't have to be a marquee team. It doesn't have to be the Lakers or the Warriors, but... It'd be nice to see the Wizards versus the Raptors or the Celtics or 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 the, the Sixers or whatever maybe or the Heat for example. I would love to see that. But obviously, the schedule of these national games were made and decided probably weeks ago, months ago, probably. 
So, or weeks ago, should I say? So the rest trade the rest trade happened after the fact. So that sucks. And the back to backs. This is crazy. Let me pull up the screenshot so you guys actually see this. So the back-to-backs, this is probably the most back-to-backs that I have seen in a while since probably the 2011-12 NBA lockout where games started roughly around, I think, Christmas or New Year's around there. So obviously, NBA never gives the bad teams, or sorry, the, the good teams any or, or most of the back-to-backs. They give them probably one of the least. But if you look at the back-to-backs, as you can see here that I posted on the screenshot, Suns got nine, nine back-to-backs. Back-to-backs mean two games in two days. So you have you have the Suns nine games, Kings nine games, Knicks nine games, Hornets nine games, Pistons, and Cavaliers at nine games. So Suns, Kings, Knicks, Hornets, Pistons, Cavaliers at nine games. And the least back-to-backs, they have five. That's the least in the NBA, is the Lakers, Heat, Rockets, Raptors, which is interesting that the Rockets got least games than the Nuggets. The Nuggets made it to the Western Conference Final. That's intriguing. Yeah, so that's the back-to-backs. This is in how the back-to-backs are going to work. There's going to probably, the teams are going to play four games in a week. Um, and when there's back-to-backs, like if you're at the if you're at that team, you're going to probably play two games. So, for example, I'm going to give an example. If a East Coast team comes to LA, they're going to do the whole LA market. So they're going to probably play the Lakers twice in L.A. Then they're going to probably play the Clippers twice in L.A. So they're going to be there for over a stint of maybe four or five days or whatever it may be or six days. The reason why is because the NBA is trying to cut down on traveling for players because it has, it would increase a higher risk of getting COVID or the higher percentage of getting COVID. So they're trying to obviously you know, uh, implement structure where it has least contact with people, least travel, stuff like that. NBA is also looking into where teams can break up their airplanes. So when they travel, instead of having one airline, they're going to have two airlines. So there's enough spacing for staff and players. Same thing with college, what the college did. Same thing with the NFL has been doing. They're having multiple airlines. And they're also having spacing out the hotels as well. So if that happens, if a player does get COVID, right? For example, if he does get COVID, let's say Steph Curry, right? Because if I say LeBron James, you guys are going to kill me. If I say... Houston, uh, Scott, James Harden, y'all gonna kill me. If it's Anthony Davis, y'all gonna kill me. So I'm just gonna stick to my team. As you can see here in my shirt, the Hampton Fives, the original Hampton Fives, it's classic. We'll always go down in history. You know who they are. And y'all can see it, I'll probably put a close up later on. But if Steph Curry happens to get COVID positive, right? And they're playing a condensed schedule, he can miss minimum six to eight games somewhere around that ballpark, right? So that can hurt you, right? So if the if the Warriors are not the first seed or second seed or third seed, they're going to have a play-in tournament, seven seed to the 10th seed. So, you know, and it, to me, it's perfect timing. They're actually allowing this because teams that should be at the top will probably dwindle down to the middle of the pack because if they're going to miss players. So then this gives you a shot in the tournament as far as the seven seed to the 10th seed on both conference, the West and East. So that's something you actually look into. And that's going to be dope as hell because that's going to happen sometime in, let me put up the NBA schedule. Where is it at? Yeah, so March, no, May 17th to the 21st is going to be the playing tournament. 
that's gonna be pretty dope. You know, we've seen part of it uh, with with the bubble situation, but this is gonna be way better, way better because now it's the seven seed to the ten seed. So the ten seed got a shot, the ninth seed got a shot to get in. So I'm stoked. And as as you can see, the schedule that's up on the screen. Preseason starts December 11th. Regular season starts December 22nd, which is at Christmas Eve week. You have the All-Star break March 5th to 10th. The play tournament from May 17th to the 21st. Then May 22nd, the playoff starts. It probably will end sometime in July-ish. So then NBA is trying to get back on track for the traditional schedule, which means they're going to try to have everything up and running in October. So I'm not sure about Summer League and all that stuff. That's stuff that's going to come down later on the road. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. In the meantime, that's it for episode 11. You know, So much content is coming out. I got more for you guys as well. I don't want to board you guys up in this show. But remember what, remember what, what's his name said? DeMar DeRozan. You know, DeMar DeRozan, put this picture right here. People on Twitter said DeMar DeRozan was a former gangster. <laughs> Look what he said on his media day when they asked him about his intruder situation. Yeah, everything good. Um, I grew up in Compton, California. I've been through worse. You grew up in Compton, California. <laughs> You've been through worse. Hey, DJ, run that back for me one more time. Yeah, everything good. Um, I grew up in Compton, California. I've been through worse. And, hey. You know, he made it out. His kid's safe and everything's good. Y'all be safe too, man. Y'all stay safe out there. I appreciate the support. Y'all tuning in. I'm on every single platform. If you're new to the channel, subscribe. If you want to listen to other platforms, I have all my stuff listed on Twitter or on Instagram. Any of those, you can click on that link. We'll take you right to it. Until then, y'all be safe. Y'all have a good time. It's about to be a new week. I hope y'all enjoyed your weekend. Until then... Peace.